Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the shores of the Sap Island. It's your boy Dave Neal, broadcasting to you from Silver Lake, Los Angeles, California. I'm in the kitchen. I've got a few notes to read to you all, folks. Today we've got we've got a very uh, interesting interview with Haley Law. She's a actress from Vancouver, Canada, and she just moved to Los Angeles. She's in a new movie that just came out called The New Romantic. It's out in theaters, um, video on demand, all that jazz. And uh, she's also um, one of the co-stars of the show Riverdale. We talk a lot about um, growing up, her life, being independent, and um, and how she got to where she is today. But first, I wanted to read a few letters that we got from our loyal audience. I'll tell you what, folks. You know, the the reason the reason this podcast is so enjoyable to do is from the letters I get from virtual strangers. And I know it's just a response from me being sort of open and honest with you folks, but it's so cool to read what you guys have going on in your lives. It really creates more of a three-dimensional vibe. And boy, do you guys have a lot going on. It's it's really I mean, it, it listen, I mean, when Tasha and I get one of these emails, uh, we like share, you know, I'll be like, hey, we got an email from Slovenia. And you know what I mean? And she'll be like, wow, that's fucking great. And I'll be like, yeah, we got one from Ohio. Oh, wow, that's a-. And, uh, and and it's just cool. It's cool that you guys are out there. Um, our loyal army of sap stars. What do we call ourselves? Some people call us sappy, sap stars, sap I don't know. Anyway, uh, two emails for you. And then we'll get to that interview I had with Haley. Uh, let's read the first one from Lola. <laughs> it's a long one. I, I, she, she wrote me 10 days ago. I'm sorry. I'm getting back to you a little late here, Lola, but uh, apologize for that. Uh, a lot going on in the uh, in the life here. Uh, Lola says, greetings from Ohio, aka the land north of the wall. I have been listening to your podcast for around eight to nine months and thoroughly enjoy it. It's the first podcast that I haven't gotten bored with and unsubscribed after a few months. I think it's because I find you and Tasha to be so relatable. I'm originally from eastern Kentucky, deep in the heart of of real live hillbilly territory, but I've lived in the deep south of Alabama and now find myself in a small village in rural central Ohio. You have internet out there in rural central Ohio there, Lola? Uh, God damn. Hillbilly life, Alabama, central Ohio. Thanks to things you have said, Dave, I have discovered that I am, I am codependent. <laughs> Congratulations. Welcome to the club. <laughs> it explains so much about why I am the way that I am. You know, first of all, side note, isn't it great to find out why you are the way that you are and you realize, hey, it's okay. I'm not a psychopath. I just think in a certain way. Like I've got a certain skill set. Codependent people have a very specific skill set. I feel like Liam Neeson. I've got a very specific skill set. I'll never let you go. I'll call you even when you don't want to talk to me. I'll corner you and make sure that we're okay. I'll hug you and wake up. And <laughs> it's really sad. Uh, the world is bonded by codependence, though, wouldn't you say? Okay, here we, here we go. She goes, I, I actually started to see a therapist, but scrapped that after a few sessions because she was a religious twit who wanted to talk about why my guy friend is the way he is rather than about me. I work a nine-to-five job in finance, and I'm single mom and just don't have the time to go find another therapist right now. Let me be your therapist there. <laughs> and by the way, I am not a therapist, so don't sue me if shit goes sour. Mostly, I just want to share my story with someone who might appreciate it, though I am open to any suggestions of sage words of wisdom y'all might have. What finally spurred me to write in and not just lurk on social media was the recent podcast with the chick who wrote, starred in the movie Unlovable. Um, I really felt... uh, 
like uh, Charlene uh, uh, de Guzman, by the way. The chick uh, is Charlene de Guzman. I really felt like I related to a lot of what she said. I'd like to apologize in advance for the impending novel that I'm uh, that even the Reader's Digest version of my story will take. Your relationship with Tasha, what we podcast fans know of it anyway, is uh, much like the relationship dynamic I have with my guy friend in terms of... of um, I'm the outgoing codependent, and he's an introvert that is always ready to break up over nothing. Oh, boy, that sounds familiar to me. <laughs> However, I should point out that I say guy friend because he doesn't want to consider us in a relationship, even after four years together. Jesus Christ, Lola. Four years together. Come on. Guy friend. You know, he might have some issues, and that's not your fault. You know what I mean? You know, I don't know. Introvert. Guy friend. That's funny. There should, should be a TV show called The Introvert, and it's like starring guy friend. <laughs> just a guy who just wants to be alone, and all of his friends are super codependent. Anyway, here we go. We're a complicated mess. Let's call this guy Joe. He's a one-night stand that's stuck. Charlene said that, and it really responded with me. Initially, I only looked at him as a fling, as he was only working in my small town in Kentucky for around six weeks. He travels around to different power plants doing electrical upgrades to the system. Um... We had a great dynamic, amazing sex, and a lot in common. So fast forward a few weeks, and the job is ending, and he's going back to work closer to his home in Ohio, four hours away. So I thought, okay, that is it. It's over. It was fun while it lasted. We texted some here and there, and I actually even went to see him in Ohio on a whim one weekend. Then a few days later, I see Joe tagged in a chick's post on social media thanking him for being such a great guy and making her Christmas so special. I bet money she didn't know he'd spend the entire weekend with me just three days prior. Yikes. This is getting juicy. Okay, whatever, we weren't exclusive, but he's obviously got something more serious going on. So the next time he texted me, I told him that if he was actively dating someone else and it was getting serious, as that post seemed to indicate, then I don't think we had much to say to one another. He said he understood, and I didn't hear ba- hear from him for a couple of months. Side note, I love that you were able to communicate to him your boundaries. That was very good for you, Lola. Uh, Ten points for Lola on that one. Joe texts me out of the blue one day and says he misses me and cannot stop thinking about me and feels like he was only in the relationship with the other girl because he'd already been going down that path when he met me. He broke up with her and drives down to see me a few times. He was doing everything in his power to sweep me off my feet and it was working. Perhaps I should pause here and give you a few pertinent details. I was 33 when I met Joe and he was 38. By the way, folks, I'm reading this for the first time, and when I said that our lives are all rom-coms, I'm just, I'm loving this story so far. And first of all, you're, Lola, you're a very good writer. You're taking me in there. You're giving me details and detours and all this. I know the audience is listening going, shut up, Dave. Keep reading. So here I go. Perhaps I should pause here and give you a few pertinent details. I was 33 when I met Joe, and he was 38. I had been married and divorced twice and had a small child. He was married for 12 years and had two teenage children. Dating is so much more complicated when you're older with previous marriages and children under your belt. I um, had decided I was never getting married again and was never getting attached to anyone again. Boys, and she said that in quotes, were going to be for fun only. I dated and disappeared as soon as a dude seemed like he was going to get clingy or attached in any way. I never spent the night with them and never let them spend the night with me. So along comes this blue-eyed Yankee from Ohio, and he's turning my world upside down. I didn't know Yankees could be from Ohio. I thought Yankees were New England shipbuilders. But anyway, to further complicate things, we very quickly started down the path of being swingers. By the way, I know you're mused about this concept a lot, and take it from that... And take it from me, never do that with anyone you consider a friend, ever. Your friendship will never be the same. (laughs) Good to know. Still want to do it. (laughs) I eventually moved to Ohio to live closer to him, but not with him. Over the course of the last four years, we have had a lot of ups and downs. We laugh a lot and get each other on a level I've never experienced before. He has taken me to see Garth Brooks, including fifth fifth row floor seats, twice. I love Garth. 
uh, heart emoticon. Joe doesn't like him at all. Oh, that's so sweet. We have traveled together. Uh, we can enjoy each other's company, whether we are actively doing things or sitting on the couch watching that 70s show. During the swinging, we have had some amazing experiences that you just can't experience with everyone. Side note, I had no idea people were swinging in Ohio. This is amazing. I did not know that there was an Ohio Swinger Association. Please invite us. You know, when I go visit Tasha, we're right on the border between Kentucky and Ohio. So we'll try to stop by. Sipping my coffee. Okay. And if I uh, stumble on any of these words, it's because I'm kind of teary-eyed. I don't know. Maybe I'm emotional or the coffee's kicking in. But I love reading this shit. Um, At some of the low points, he walked out of a hotel room while I was in the shower once after an argument. And when I got out of the shower, I realized what he'd done and ridiculously chased him down in the parking lot and begged him not to do that to me. He broke up with me once after we had done a swap with a couple because the guy kissed me. His idea, I didn't want to try to kiss other people. He's cheated on me, had brief flings with other women without my knowledge, and only confessed um, when I later found out. And he's tried his best to push me away. He's gone from telling me he loves me and wants to be with me forever to not wanting to say we are in a relationship and hasn't told me he loves me in over two years. I'm starting to realize that the Joe I fell in love with was a ruse. He was telling me what I wanted to hear, and I just gobbled it up like a fat kid eating cake. You're triggering me. I'm hungry for some cake. <laughs> Anytime I get fed up and walk away, Joe begs for me to come back and tells me how much better his life is with me in it. He tells me that no woman has ever cared for him or treated him the way I do. I don't need great. I don't need grand declarations or love from someone to be attached to my hip, but I do like quality time and acts of service, and I'm not really getting that from him anymore. The sex life is dwindling, and all we do anymore is, well, nothing. Enter stage left, a guy who is a friend who keeps popping back up. We, we will call him Larry. I had casually dated him prior to meeting Joe. Neither of us were looking for a relationship at the time, and we were both casually dating people. Larry and I even talked about the other people who we were dating with each other. I guess maybe we were more like friends with benefits. Anyway, Larry is always telling me he shouldn't have let me slip through his fingers and that wants to date me now that he's gotten his head straight and sowed some wild oats and that he knows he could easily fall uh, easily love me and sees us getting married. He tells me what a catch I am and what a boner head, bone, oh, <laughs> bonehead Joe is for not locking me down. He's not like Joe and that he never tells me what I want to hear, just tells me how it is regardless of whether I like it or not. Actually, almost every time we talk, we argue at some point because he's so blunt and straight to the point. I don't sugarcoat things so you can either see how we are like oil and so you can see how we are like oil and water. Ha. The thing is, this Larry fella has got me thinking about more than just what I'm doing this weekend. I'm thinking more about what I want long term. Do I want to keep feeling like I'm someone's convenient ego boost or do I want more from a relationship again? Do I want consistency and security or do I want wild and free? I'm 37 now, though I feel like I'm 27. And as cliche as it is to say, I'm not getting any younger. Time tends to not be kind to women and the older I get, the harder it's going to be to find quality men. I'm on the verge of telling him it's over, but I'm afraid to do it. I'm afraid being completely alone. I'm afraid of hurting him. I'm afraid I won't be strong enough to stick with it and will cave when he starts calling and texting again. I feel like I'm on a precipice and just teetering on the edge, not knowing if I should jump into the unknown or turn around and embrace what's behind me. Thanks for taking the time to read this. If you read this on the podcast, let's call me Lola. P.S. You should start a GoFundMe. So, uh, <laughs> uh, P.S. You should start a GoFundMe so we, your podcast listeners, can chip in and buy a ring for you to propose to Tasha with. If we all donated even just a dollar, you could buy her an ice size 
uh, ice rink size engagement ring. Marry that girl already. Here's a couple pictures of me and Joe for visual reference. Okay, so I don't know. How am I supposed to feel about Joe? You said some nice things, but you also said he's cheated on you. He's done this. He's done that. Um, and of course, like, look, my, my advice is, um, and you know, maybe I'll have Tasha, uh, you know, so I'm sorry that Tasha's not here to, to chime in with me, but I'll have her read your email because it was, was well written and it was honest. And I think that's the key to this podcast is like, let's cut the bullshit and be honest. I mean, you know, in, in movies and in rom-coms and in, in, in romantic, you know, and if someone cheats on you, you break up with them, it's over. But you've, you guys have fought through issues. And there's some equity that's there from the amount of time you've been together. But clearly, his red flags are, you know, are something you're willing to paint over. You know that they're there. He doesn't want to call you his girlfriend. You know what I mean? That's that's one reason for breaking up. He's cheated on you. That's another reason for breaking up. There's a new guy that you're you're kind of interested in. That's another reason for breaking up. I would try to look at it um, glass half full rather than glass half empty and see what happens with Larry. I think everyone who's listening right now says, go for Larry. Let's hear more about Larry. Uh, maybe it starts off as a friendship. Maybe it's... Um, I mean, it sounds like you guys are already friends, but I don't know. I mean, it sounds like you know what you're going to get with Joe. It sounds like you understand what that's all about, and you're comfortable with it, even if it still hurts you. Hey, that's a codependent thing to do. You know what I mean? That's so codependent, and I hear you. You're comfortable. You're, you know what to expect, even if it's not everything you want. And But also, I challenge you. You say you're not getting any younger. Um, I wouldn't worry that you're missing out on this amazing life with Larry, because I think the amazing life you search for, you have to find within. And I think you, what you need to look for is when you say, hey, when I decide to, to feed myself, when I decide to have my own key, cake and eat it all, because you can. When I decide all of these things and I'll take care of me, and you know, as a mom, you probably haven't been able to do that for a long, long time. Really take care of yourself. But decide to take care of yourself and see if this guy Joe sticks around. You said he's tried to dump you before, you know, this and that. I mean, maybe he thinks he's doing you a favor. You know what I mean? So definitely write back in. Let me know what the fuck is going on. You you look adorable. You're 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 cute you look so charming and 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 you look again i'm looking at you know you know your a couple photos you sent me you look like you care a lot about the world that surrounds you and you have a lot to give and givers need to realize that they need to respect those that they give to respect when they don't receive the gifts that you are offering. Do you know what I mean? So if this guy, Joe, isn't receiving the love that you're offering, I suggest um, not just with Larry, but exploring the world and keeping your eyes, your ears, your heart open because there might be someone else that's better suited to absorb all that you're giving. And again, I just know what you're sending me you know, in this letter, but I think a lot of people that are listening are going, leave them, go to Larry. And I don't want to speak for them. Who knows? Maybe people are saying, fuck it. Like everyone has, you know, the, the grass is always greener on the other side. You don't know what Larry, you know, what he's truly like, but, um, but you do know what Joe is like. So make your decision based off of that. Boy, whew, that was a tough one. We got another one. This is, this is one. I don't know what, what the fuck do we want to call this person? I guess we'll call you, um, um, let's call you, let's call you, uh, uh, Rachel. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna call you Rachel. Uh, Hey Dave and Tasha, I was just listening to your latest episode and I thought I'd weigh in on the Patreon idea. And again, this one, this is actually two months old. I've responded, I think through email, but haven't read this out loud or maybe I did, but there's an update to it. So I'm going to reread this letter with the update. 
I was just listening to your latest episode and thought I'd weigh in on the Patreon idea. I think offering a $5 a month Patreon with bonus episodes is a great idea. For example, the Self Helpless podcast does this with just two bonus episodes per month. Um, first of all, side note, if I did decide to do a Patreon, I would give you guys an extra episode every week. That would probably be me just doing solo shit because I know a lot of you like the solo stuff. A lot of you like the interviews. But I have, I, I totally have thought like at what price point would it be worth it for me to do an extra episode a week of just solo me, whether it's, you know, just ranting, motivational stuff, talking about what I did that week. I definitely have considered that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if the market's there. You know what I mean? Maybe that'll be something in 2019 I start. I know some people $5 a month is nothing to get an extra four hours a week of, you know, conversation and time to kill, you know, driving to work, this and that. Anyway, you said another idea is creating a secret Facebook group for listeners. It helps create a sense of community to keep loyal listeners around. I'm part of this for the Self Helpless podcast, and it's a great way for listeners to ask for and offer advice, share recommendations. I gave this app a shout out when someone was asking podcast recommendations. I'm surprised how often people post on it. Anyway, some back. Okay, so, and, and then to answer that point, I would love a private Facebook group. I find that the hardest part about these podcasts is that people feel the intimacy of the podcast and don't share it with others. It also, you know, there's a, there's, there's a connotation to the sex actually podcast or people go, Oh, what, what, what's that all about? And it's probably less spiritual and more friends talking than anything. But if they, and, and if there's anyone out there who wants to like take charge of a private Facebook group, I'll totally post in it all the time. I just don't know if that's something as a host that I should be doing. I think that might be more something a listener does. So if it, does anyone out there want to be part of just putting together the, the private Facebook group so we can have a chat in private? You know, Facebook's such a weird place. I don't, I don't even post much on there anymore. I'm sorry that I don't really post much to the Facebook, um, to the Sex Actually Facebook page because it's public. And I, I don't know. I just feel like it gets zero traction anyway. I get more private letters from you folks. So anyway, does anyone want to take that on and be like our ambassador to the Facebook group, write, write me an email, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. I'll definitely help support it and promote it and get people on there. I just, um, I just feel like I'm just not good at that side of this all. You know what I mean? Some people like, I feel like some people make like slop artistic choices and then are really good at social media and promoting. And I used to think I was good at social media and promoting, but now I'm just like, man, I just want to create, I just want to talk to you guys. So if anyone's out there who wants to take charge of that, by all means, let me know. And if there's multiple people, you can be, we can have a few different administrators, um, to have that discussion because I love it. I love that people can write in and tell me what they like, which episodes they like. I can do more of what you like. If, if there's certain comics or conversations or things that you guys want, I by all means would love to know that. So definitely give me your advice. And again, if anyone wants to be the person who makes the Facebook um, private page, let me know. Anyway, let me finish this email. Uh, she says, um, I'm 25. I currently live with my boyfriend who is 33. We've been together about one year and four months. We've talked about marriage and I feel ready, but I'm hesitant at times because of my age. I question if he's settling because he wants a house and kids in the next few years, as do I, but I have a lot more time. I also wonder if I'll regret it later since so many people are waiting until their 30s to settle down. On the other hand, I love him. And I've always been mature for my age. I've been supporting myself financially since I was 18, became a manager at 23, and feel stable in my career. I can't really think of a reason not to get engaged in the next year. Dot, dot. How do I know if it's too soon? Thanks for listening. Love the pod. Well, I think I, I, think I wrote, I think I responded on air and, um, and all that jazz. Um, 
I said, you know, like, look, if you know, age is age is a number. Like, how, like, if if you if you've been partying nonstop and all of a sudden some guy wants to marry you, I'd be like, well, maybe like transition a little bit. But it sounds like you've had your shit together for a long time. Anyway, that was two that was two months ago. I got an email from her on November seventh that said, "Well, hope it's not too soon." Because I got engaged last night. I know I seemed on the fence before, but I couldn't be happier. Side note, I'm surprised that Tasha isn't into the idea of lab-created diamonds. You can get a better price and some are actually more brilliant than quote-unquote blood diamonds, not to mention ethically sourced. That's what mine is. Just a thought. Also, interested in buying some Tada soap, so keep me updated on when slash if you are taking orders. And then you sent me a photo of your beautiful engagement ring. By the way, nice manicure. Fingers look on point. Uh... Listen, Rachel, I'm calling you Rachel for this. I don't know what name I called you before, but um, I'm so happy for you. I'm happy that you were like, I understand you were hesitant, but what's the fucking hurt in, in moving forward when you're hesitant? You know what I mean? Like, what's the hurt in taking risks in your life? I, um, I'm really happy for you. I'm not telling you to invite me to the wedding, <laughs> but we'll show up. No, I'm kidding. Where do you live? Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, it's a real treat that you are sharing this with me. Our last email and yours, they sound like they're in two very different places. One getting engaged. The other, you've got a guy who doesn't want to, you know, you know, what, shit or get off the pot, right? He doesn't even want to call her his, his uh, significant other. But, uh, you know, our lives are tangled way way tighter than we think and your story is no different than a lot of other people's in that you've got this hesitant because you don't know you don't know what's next but here's the guy who's willing to get down on his knee and propose to you and wants to spend the rest of his life with you and to that i say fucking congratulations rachel seriously congratulations and um you asked about buying um some tada soap so uh yeah we're making it we're making a lot of soap right now we've already made 16 pounds we're gonna make another 16 pounds today what we're gonna do is we're going to make like a like a sex actually podcast box. We'll call it this app. And we're going to include a nice little um, Christmas card, holiday card for our Jewish listeners in Kwanzaa. And we're going to we're going to make a package. We'll decide what the price point is, but it'll probably be something like five or so soaps. These are giant soaps. Uh, soaps, th- these types of soaps normally sell for um, and we go to a farmer's market out in LA. They're all sell for like seven bucks each. We'll probably make a box, put a box of five or six soaps together and sell it at like one flat price, like 30 bucks or something. And then, um, yeah, they'll, they're going to involve different Christmas flavors. And again, we're, we've been passing them out to guests and, and they're fucking awesome. These soaps really are awesome. We make them at home. It's all organic, organically made and they're fucking dudes. They're great on the balls. I'm telling you these peppermint soaps, you put them on the balls, you get your lady to shine up your, uh, your, uh, shaft right there with one of these things. Holy shit. Don't do the cinnamon ones on the balls. We're going to make a spicy holiday soap. Maybe don't do that one on the, maybe, maybe, maybe you want a little tingle. You, you put it on the balls, you have her blow on them or something. I don't know. Uh, we're making, we're even going to try to make a special soap. We don't, we ordered the, um, the Basset Hound cookie cutters. So we're going to try to make a little dog um, Basset Hound soap. It'll be for humans, but it'll be shaped like Boone, our, um, our, our pleasant mascot. Anyway, we may, we've decided, um, you know, making the soap is, it's, it's such a man to be honest, uh, to be honest with you, I got to wrap this up, but it's such a weird kind of way to describe our relationship. When I talk about these soaps, I mean, it involves a lot of teamwork. We didn't know we could do. It involves, I mean, we couldn't, Tasha and I couldn't even wash a car together without fighting. We just couldn't tie a tent to the roof of our car or, I mean, we couldn't do anything. 
So to do to make soap, which involves like a, a pretty serious chemical reaction and you know science and all this stuff, it was very hard at first. I mean, we had we've had to learn to just delegate priorities. Um, you know, know what Tasha's good at. She likes being the one who cuts the soap for whatever fucking reason, and I don't care. So I'm the one who's stirring all the oils together, and then we're we're communicating what's the temperature because the oils have to meet with the uh, special solution at at 125 degrees it has to be at the right temperature for the saponification to happen. So with the, with the point when we blend them, that the soap hardens, we have to decide what to put in the soap, which essential oils. We have all these decisions we have to make, but knowing this recipe to make soap what we've learned is we can create a product together isn't that what a relationship is learning the recipe for the relationship what you need to give the other person whether it be time communication just love encouragement and 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 they, and, and they respond to that by showing you an equal amount of love that's what makes the product that's what makes the thing that you're proud of and look do we still fuck up soap yeah we still fuck up a batch here and there. But the law of average shows us that we've got a product we're happy to show and give to others. Do you know what I mean? Was that the dumbest sort of way to relay it? I get teary-eyed thinking about it because we have a relationship that, look, if you put all the ingredients out in front of us and said, make some fucking soap now, we might have been like, well, fuck this. This is complicated. But instead, we figured out how to do it. And a lot of times, love requires figuring out how to do it. They say like, oh, relationships are hard. It doesn't have to be hard in the sense that it's algebra you're doing. You just have to figure out the system that works, whether it's with your parents, your siblings, a significant other, your best friends, your coworkers. You got to figure out what you have to do to make it work. And then when you figure that out, isn't the love you receive in return the greatest reward? Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I chat with Haley Law. We're going to get into her new movie. It's called The New Romantic. It's out in theaters right now. And then on November 13th, it'll be out on Video On Demand. It, uh, the New Romantic uh, screened... Let's see. Where's my tagline for all the shit that she wanted me to say? It's... Um, I don't have it right here. It was on in South by Southwest. It was like one of the um, you know highly... Uh, let's see. Sorry, folks. I'm trying to read this right now. Um, what the fuck is the thing? Anyway, I watched it, and it's it's kind of like a good rom-com that also deals a lot with, uh, I don't know, it deals a lot with like uh, friends with benefits, but also like when there's money involved, there's a, there's a sugar daddy aspect to it all. The subnot, here's the synopsis. Frustrated with a lack of chivalrous guys her own age, a college senior gives up on dating for love to date an older man in exchange for gifts instead. Ooh. Anyway, it stars Jessica Barden, Camila Mendez, Brett Deer. Hey, Brett Deer was on our on our podcast a couple years ago um, from the for, uh, <laughs> from uh, Jane the Virgin. It's got Haley Law, and then yeah, Haley Law is who we talked to. So you're gonna love this chat I have with Haley. Let me know what you think. Um, again, the new Romantics uh, in theaters November 9th and video on demand in digital HD November 13th. So enjoy this episode. Write into us. Let us know what's going on in your life. Congrats to all of the people out there that are you know taking actual steps to become better versions of yourselves. I commend you for that. Law of Attraction will show you the rewards. Again, if you enjoy this, share it with your friends. Uh, create a f- secret Facebook group. Do whatever the fuck you got to do. We appreciate it. And if you're out there and you want to sponsor an episode or have any products you need to promote, um, get in touch with your boy. We can always use uh, all the help we can get. Anyway, folks, 
Enjoy this episode of The Sap. Anyway, we'll just jump right into it. Everybody, welcome to Sex Actually Podcast here with Haley Law. How are you today? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. And I wanted to mention this on air. So you, you were in a movie with Brett Deer. Yes. I did a movie with him years ago. Really? I did, stun- I did stunts for him. That's so... Uh, I could see it. Yeah. yeah. I, no, I don't really look like him, but someone had to do it. But b- from the back, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then he dies, and I think I had to lay on the ground for him. So I was like basically like the dirty... Like a two-foot fall or something. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Nothing... I didn't, I didn't so take any funny. bullets for him or anything. Well, I always but, think that's weird when they, they have a stunt person for like a trip, and then you just fall like... Yeah, well, 10 centimeters or something. That's what happened with this movie is they, there was this movie where they had, um, all these like hunting type of stunts where like, Oh, a bowling ball fell and they had to move out of the way. It's called, um, back mask. Oh no, no, no. They changed, they changed the name of it to Exeter. I'm going to try and And it's on Netflix. Okay. He's got a, he got a good role in it. It's good, like funny horror film. Yeah. And, and I was like, they were doing all, and I don't do stunts, but they were doing all these like dangerous or like pratfall type of things and i was mm-hmm. like i'll do that yeah and then i told the guy i was like i can do stunts if you need me i like just lied to the stunt coordinator like, we're gonna light you on fire they put me <laughs> in the biggest stunt i had to do the final like fight sequence and have all this shit thrown at me and i had to like fall on oh, the cement like yeah and i was like why did i lie to get for you know, the story right now yeah literally. that's it yeah. i'm literally yeah i got bruises five years later for this the moment <laughs> and he's a canadian you're a canadian yeah welcome there's a few canadians how long you been here um four months seriously yeah not that long i still don't know anything anywhere so you okay so i've got your credits here um i'm I'm not normally good at at um stalking people but i I figured i'd try a little harder here you are you are in your valerie brown on riverdale Mm -hmm, yeah and is is that shoot in canada yep that shoots in vancouver oh yeah so so that's where you guys that's where i'm from so i haven't i've actually the the two things that required me to work for a long period of time both shot in vancouver i was like oh my god yes where are we going and they're like it shoots here and i was like oh okay you just want to be in mexico or <laughs> yeah, thailand yeah. or some crazy like, when are we shooting in hawaii <laughs> but vancouver is beautiful right i've yeah. only been to vancouver island yeah victoria beautiful. still beautiful unbelievable beautiful. Yeah. it's just everything it's the, it's the beauty of north america without american mm-hmm. without, you that's know, true yeah our political it bullshit is. lots of rain though yeah but we need that. We, LA is the driest, dustiest. I feel like dustiest. we still get the political... Because we're like right there. So but I you, feel like we feel it. You so. have the ability... Canadians are smart. Here's... Okay, I'm going to piss off a lot of Americans here. Uh, I think Canadians are smarter politically. I think all of Europe is as well. Yeah. Like when I studied in France, I was like, oh, geez, they know more about my political system. Like I can't even debate them. And then Canadians, I think, also are like less fucked up with like their communication like their sex mm. and dating mm-hmm. every canadian g- mm, w- woman i've met just seems do you do you see i mean yeah, you, you've been here for four months have you have you got to meet in in la is more progressive i think but yeah. like it's kind of we're like this country's puritan this is like real handmade sale shit do you think so yes. I, I haven't i feel like i haven't got to see enough i stay in my apartment a lot so i might as well still be in vancouver it's um you, i you got you got but i've get, only seen one episode of handmaid's tale so this is extreme oh my gosh this I'm not saying we're comparison. like, it's an extreme, but I can see because like I'm from New England and we, but you could see, I could see it like becoming a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Show. Oh my God. Easily. Because I mean the fear mongering, I mean, have you ever seen the political ads are like, it's insane because tomorrow, well, we're going to re- release this next week, but tomorrow's mm-hmm. our election mm-hmm. and there's the billions. I mean, I'm watching the football game last night and Trump has a, He's got an advertisement on like, like, beware, they're coming to the borders. <laughs> we're Shut like, up. what no world? Way. And people are believing no this shit. Way. 
I don't have cable, so oh but I'm not gosh. missing out. I love how really blissful. there's really a, an ad. An ad. He, and it was wow. like sponsored by Donald J. Trump. And I'm like, how much did that cost to be on Sunday Night Football? To literally oh. just to just like scare the shit out of people. And any, anyway, I, I always start. Political. I will say, though, <laughs> here, I've never seen so many flags like there's so many flags billboards of an american flag there's american flags everywhere and there's in canada and it's you're not, not really... even in the redneck parts you got to get to redneck america and, and it's, it's only canada an hour away very it's... many flags you know what you know the do, maple it's like leaf you need to no we have like but not like when you're driving on the highway there's like billboards of just like the american flag. yeah well that's where our branding's off our branding's off because i don't want to make it's not like i'm not patriotic mm-hmm. but like you, your flag's a maple leaf yeah who's gonna fucking argue with a maple leaf that's just it's just a friendly thing. that's friendly I actually a granola bar today uh i a, starting a granola bar today <laughs> there was like a bunch of different flavors but they had a maple one and i just felt like i have to get the maple you one. have to so I, I got the maple one. you get home field advantage so but we're like we've got you know we've got like a fighting eagle like we only only americans the can make cool it's cool but it's but i'm just saying it's like we've got a like a, an angry bird just attack and it's an attack animal it's like, why can't we just be the cool... Like, you guys got weed now. But California has weed. I've been high for five years now. So I'm I, kidding. I, I, I it's know, LA. So I'm like, do we? Do we not? I don't know. LA, yeah, we've got weed. But, but also... it's still tough in, in BC because the laws... I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be a positive. Because they're closing down tons of dispensaries, which is just going to make drug dealers... At, like, Why they're at large them? again because they want everything to be government controlled. Why are they closing them? Because they want. Oh, you mean they're they closing ones that be... aren't like licensed and all that? Yeah, but I know some of them that really went through like a really long, extensive, expensive, um, like um, I don't know, thing last year to be to like campaign. Yeah, to, to get... like to like be legally open, but yeah. they changed the rules since then because it's legal now, so those ones no longer apply, so they have to redo all the stuff, but in the process they have to close all these ones. So there's like I think there's only like two legal ones and one's in like Nelson or something. So you have to drive like 12 hours. Anyway, so, so, I'm not there anymore. Well, so. yeah. When I look at a map, I just see, I see a few cities and then I see I all that I'm like land. talking about Castlegar and people are like, is that a make-believe place? Castlegar sounds like a, like a Narnia place. Yeah, it does. But. Where are you from? Like what, what kind of town are you from? Um, I went to school in Surrey. So that's Surrey? like, how do you um, spell that? S-U-R-R-E-Y. Like a, it's like probably half hour from that's so downtown. funny because that's how the canadians say sorry 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 and you went to sorry sorry everybody says i sorry sorry i'm trying to peg your accent i'm i i don't hear like a deep like a, it's because that's okay the canadian accent's not strong it's just a few no. different things someone like, asked me if i was south african one time well you got the, you got like that like ambiguous look you could be with my accent though they were like you have an accent are you from south africa were they an american who asked because we're really bad with like unfortunately yes it yeah. was. <laughs> so how big was um surrey like what like how big um, was your class your graduating class was it small um, no it was pretty big um i don't know like like uh, i blocked i blocked that whole high school thing out as why? soon as it was done i was just like no were you one of that you just didn't like your experience why yeah. um i just didn't feel like that shit was gonna matter to be honest <laughs> like um, and i and i don't respond well to like teachers like nothing threatening you like with physical harm but um just and it doesn't i don't have a problem with authority but when people try and make me feel like 
they're better than me or they have more power than me. I'm like, okay, well, fuck it. I'm just leaving then. That's like, you know when you you're need like, to come or else you're going to fail and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, well, I'm not just, I'm just not going to come then. That's why like in college, they say you don't even have to show up. Usually they don't even, uh, you know, worry attendance. about attendance. It's like if you score the grades, you pass. If you don't. I was stoked. My teacher was like, oh, they don't even do attendance in college. You're not going to pass. I'm like, they don't. <laughs> I'm going to college for sure then. But, so, I mean, yeah, the school systems were like, they're kind of designed like a prison. Yeah, <laughs> they're they not. Are. And I had nest- an awful boyfriend and I was just like, oh, I hate everything about this place. So you just had, but did you feel like as soon as you graduated, was it like the iconic um, like school movie where everyone just throws their, sh- their you know, papers in the air and runs out? And Yeah, I or- just was like, I, to be honest, I stopped going like two weeks before all that. I was just like, yeah, I'm not doing this. Done. I'm done. Were you doing, because it's, I, you know, for creatives, it's not it can be tough because you're really not supposed to be governed by like being told what to do. I also didn't want to be an actor in high school. I just didn't think about it, but um, I've always been a musician kind of, but I wasn't even doing music in high school. Um, I just knew that everything that I was doing in high school was not going to apply to what I was going to do after high school. So I very quickly was just gave up, not gave up, but I just pulled myself out of it mentally. That's that happened to me in college. Yeah. After I studied abroad, I go, you know, you know. I go, I don't need, I'm not going to be, you know, like I'm studying business and like, geez, look, look what that got me. I was like, I kind of just, it hit me. I was like, I'm going to finish my degree, but also I, I did it. I like literally got my degree, just cruise control. Mm-hmm. My GPA dropped a solid like, but point. you got it. Yeah. And you're but, good. yeah it's like, if, and even if I didn't, who cares? Like, yeah. I don't like, I don't know where my diploma is. I never felt yeah. like I deserved to hang it up. It just felt weird. Mm-hmm. I'm still paying my student loans. Has anyone like, asked you for it since then? No. Yeah. No. And did I learn anything? I mean, the networks I made with fellow students mm-hmm. was definitely... And that's just like with acting too. I feel like your network, it's like with your peers. Yeah. That's all that matters. Totally. Like you can't... I mean, you can network with like, say, you meet some big director or something and these gatekeepers, but really mm-hmm. it's like, you're going you're gonna to make, you know, you're going to make friends with like another actor or writer or whatever it is in like some group and then down the line they're gonna think of you i don't know I feel especially like, here in la yeah it's crazy and you're only four months in i always tell i always tell my family because when they're sad that i've been here for so long that i get more done here in a week than i do in six months in vancouver and why is that just think i feel like things happen here decisions are made here See, um, most people say LA is so slow. Really? Or maybe that's just the SoCal maybe, living. Maybe well, go to Vancouver for a couple years. <laughs> God bless Vancouver, but man, so, the place is slow for creators. How far was Surrey from from Vancouver? Like from from five minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like you weren't you weren't like the Boondocks. Mm, it felt like it at times, but no. And I mean, then you, I moved downtown when I was eighteen, so it was like. And my dad always lived downtown, so I was kind of. So you really just had to get fu- you had to get the f- you had to get to out Vancouver. of like. School. When I say downtown, I mean Vancouver. But right, so. but you had to get out of like school and like being told what to do. Did you have that yes. same vibe at home where you were like, "Ah, can tell me"? No, my parents. I always I feel lucky that they've always known what kind of personality I've had, and I was I never did anything bad, but they ne- not that they didn't tell me no, but I was never trying to do anything that they would be like, "You can't do that." Right, so, so they just, just like trusted it, you. Yeah, I, I always are say you we the have sibling? a mutual respect. Always, um, no, I'm in the middle child. There you go, there you so go. So I also See, learned. I learned from the. the I was gonna two. say, do you have an older sister or yeah, brother? Older sister. Now, now, traditionally, I'm thinking these older these older sisters have it the worst. Like my girlfriend Tasha, she's the eldest, and she's like sort of counterdependent now because mm-hmm. they they kind of had to like tell her what to do every step of the way because mm-hmm. I think they were like scared parents, and then not yeah. this. I'm not. You know. I think my sister likes to test my parents, though, and I don't. Even now, we 
like she's almost 30 and we she still gets into it more with them than yeah. i do and i'm just like why you know what's gonna trigger them why do you do this you're just a chill middle child yeah i just don't care for the conversation and they and, and that's I think the she thing. likes it she should have been a lawyer really it's like i got a buddy who's always arguing with his parents because they, they have different political views and it's like oh wow. bro just just take the take the nice warm cooked meal mm-hmm. and don't you know just what i mean chew and smile like that's the thing you you don't grow apart like you're still like fa- i feel like family you just you gr- grow your own identity and it's not always going to line up like i got i got an aunt who believes in gay conversion therapy what am i going to do okay, with that yeah that's it that's, yeah. that's psychotic like yeah. you can't negotiate with For a that second, i was like what is that got it, it um it's yeah, like, no. yeah you know you're not gonna change her mind you can argue with her forever but oh, yeah that's, geez, such that's a the biz- last thing you want is to get stuck in an argument with her not that oh, she's like combative it's just non-stop it's like you if you think that you therapy. yeah i had a buddy ty my buddy in college came out of the closet and then like a few years later she's like does ty still think he's gay does <laughs> i like, still think that's he's the gay. dudes oh he's banging. my god and they truly but they you know they believe they're saving people wow do you you don't have i mean real is religion's not that big and i hate to say i think Canada's. it is i think there it definitely i actually have a friend here who's from vancouver who lives here as well now and um we were talking about how i love i love how um in the state well i've not I haven't been everywhere in the states but here i feel like people are more vocal about their beliefs and i think people at home are a little bit more shy to talk about it because they don't want confrontation and it's not that they don't feel that way i think people are just more open to talking about it here Mm -hmm. although my grandma well she's jamaican so she isn't from vancouver but if a jehovah's witness comes to the door she's very (laughs) christian it's like head to head for like hours oh really love it i would just be sitting and i'm like granny jehovah's witness at the door usually i don't answer and she's like let me get it I was like, oh my god! So she's got, she's got, she's got, she's got the, she still Christian. has a strong Jamaican accent. Oh yeah, fuck! So you got a Jamaican so grandmother? Cool. Yeah. Is that like where you where all of your family's from? My mom, just that my side? mom's side. That's so cool. Yeah. And how did you, how did she get from Jamaica to Canada? She was actually born in the UK, and then they were gonna move. It was between Canada and South Africa. I wow. actually just learned this a few days ago. My mom told interesting. Me that. And um, my mom's dad applied for jobs in Canada and South Africa. And then he got both, but they ended up going to Winnipeg and then moved from Winnipeg to Vancouver. See, you see, Vancouver's really going to be where it's at. If this global warming yeah. thing kicks in, I mean... You think so? I've yeah. people say that. You're right. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, but the rain, dude, 10 months. Yeah, but you weren't here. You just got here. We had a five, maybe six-year drought where they literally yeah. just stopped watering the grass, like in the medians, everything just turned to dust. It already is dust, but imagine like we'll get rain in a couple months or so. The last time I was here before moving here, it was like two days of like apocalyptic rain. It was so bizarre. I've never seen it like yeah. that ever. It That's what we crazy. get. Yeah. We get like that once a year. The highway was like flooded and like palm trees were falling apart. It was nuts. Yeah. And it, do- and it doesn't uh, absorb. So it just like washes yeah, it just out. Sits. Yeah. But it's only rained one day since I've been here yeah. for like five minutes. You're not going to see much of it. Just stay off the roads. It gets, get, it's, it gets it's nice to go from like the extreme rain to no rain, but well, Vancouver knows how to handle it. Like they're just uh, yeah. a oh, yeah. Northwestern. Like they, they have, 
they know the apocalyptic you know. rain that was here and everyone was like oh my god like in vancouver it was like a regular thursday yeah this is a weird see no, nothing's supposed to be out here it's supposed to be a desert mm-hmm. palm trees aren't even indigenous indigenous out mm-hmm. here that's why all those palm trees have all the shit palm fronds whatever because we don't have the animals that like burrow up there yeah. and knock it all down yeah. it's just everything out here is fake yeah. so once you realize that you just play with it you just go okay this yeah. is just the people i mean it's like i don't even mean that like in a cynical way but like when you you when you get to like being i don't know from new england have you ever been to the east coast um not really i've been to new york a couple times but not long enough to really have like that's where you need to that's where you need to take a project in new york i oh my god i'm trying every time i'm there i'm like i just love it and i don't know what it is because i went on at christmas time actually i was there for new year's and it was freezing and there was garbage and rats and i was like oh my god i love this city yeah. so much oh yeah i you, love it you literally grab a slice of pizza you're you, you're outside leaning against a building next to so trash good. and you're just and like then all of a sudden you end up at asap rocky's house or something that didn't happen to me but like crazy <laughs> things happen like that in new york you're leaned up having some not pizza, for me i don't some have trash those. and then you're at asap rocky's no house. you do end up at, yeah you end up somewhere and it's like oh my buddy's and doing a like, thing what? and next thing you know yeah. you're like yeah this isn't even believable at this point yeah um, so you're, so you had a boyfriend in high school. Oh, oh my <laughs> Did, God. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, I was here talking about that. So what's, I mean, demon. Do you, do you uh, stay in touch at all or, um, you know, why what? is he demon? You know what? Every single guy that I had gone out with or like dated briefly has hit me up now since like, oh, um, working in entertainment. Well, okay. So you're, you're in the new movie, um, the new romantic, you're Valerie mm-hmm. Brown on Riverdale, which is CW. And that's, yeah. that's a huge, I mean, that's a probably real loyal, big following. Yeah. You got half a million Instagram followers. I mean, and I'm doing the math. I'm doing the math here. Um, um and it's your birthday coming up. Oh, I did that. You did do the I math. did that. I it got your birthday gift. We, we, oh ma- we make homemade soap here. Are you kidding? Yeah, me? that's homemade. So and uh, it's good. You wow. you, you got to use no, it. No, no, these are my favorite things. Yeah. Soap candles. I need you to tell me. Yeah, it's 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 um those you are that? this is real, you guys. I actually really got a gift just now. Yeah, you fi- and I gift wrapped wow. it myself. So there you go. Oh um, it's it's peppermint and it's made with coconut oil. Wow. It's, it's amazing. So don't treat it like my family I, I give them soap and they make it all decorative and never use mm-hmm. it I'm like no no, 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 no use it. it's use good it. yeah so happy birthday i just have a new apartment i have nothing in there there you go you just have three months no <laughs> you're gonna just have soap <laughs> yeah um is that why you have an ex-boyfriend because you haven't bathed in three months yeah. so what's uh it did <laughs> ever, we've all we can all trace back our like who we are to like yeah. one you know we can all trace moment back. or moments yeah a collection of things. yeah or just like that asshole that we dated that or that we didn't realize or i mean like what were you like together all high school um mm, 10 to 12 to like yeah like two years but i've had a, f- a few assholes that have shaped me into the lady <laughs> i am today but you know what is i is funny about this particular one was um i've i had known him all of elementary school we like liked each other in elementary school and um then we ended up dating in grade 10 he's never gonna watch this lost my virginity to him grade 10 all good oh and he's then- watching he's <laughs> we're huge. We are he's huge. oh my god please oh in surrey no, in surrey british Columbia, we are huge <laughs> i checked the numbers yeah but um he I like I like that friend. I like that Canadians call it grade ten. That's a, that's grade the one 10. tell. Oh, tenth grade. That's no, no, no. It's cool. Here. It's totally grade. fine. Grade ten. Okay. Tenth grade, and um, but when I was in an when I first liked him, I was telling my friend, and she's like, "I'm going to tell him." I was like, uh, "Okay," and he was like, "I don't like Haley because she has lion hair," and now he has no hair. Wow. So like, I just like thought no that hair was, by choice. Oh or? no. <laughs> oh no. Very right after high school, it just like 
It's gone. Gone. And I was like, oh, what an interesting thing that he told me. How ironic. Like my hair you got a great hair. Yeah. Oh, he cursed himself. Yeah. That's got to be, that's one of <laughs> the worst himself. things for guys to <laughs> lose your hair. Himself. He did. He absolutely oh, yeah. did. You lose your, and luckily I'm not, you know, I'm starting to get grays, but um, I'm born in no, the mid eighties. So you do the math really here. Rare. It's rare for like a man, even in their mid twenties to have hair now, which is fine. I don't care either way, but it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, Women are stressing us out. MSG or the, I think it's the food, man. It's the soy. You think it's, yeah. Oh, it could be. I think it's the food. And I mean, I have buddies that will literally, that have literally taken, you know, hair pills or whatever mm-hmm. to grow hair, knowing full well, it it's a boner killer. Okay. You know, those like it, Instagram, like hair pills and stuff. My friend was telling me she took it and I was like, does it work? And she was like, oh yeah, it works. I was like, oh, really? She's like, but it works everywhere. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Wait, so but you get for hairy. a guy? For a guy though? I don't Guys know. Don't I think they don't care about it. Doesn't matter. But these ones are catered to girls. Like it's like you want to have long luscious hair like Kim Kardashian. Interesting. Take these. And my friend was like, "Oh no, don't take those." Yeah, it's it's incredible. First of all, how women care about like long eyelashes and things like yeah. that. I don't. You know what I mean? There's like a real like like eyebrow. There's, there's a market for like everything. Yeah, to grow everything. To but grow it, everything. everything you want to do fucks up something else. Yeah. So my buddy, my buddy John, he was his hair was thinning and he was like really successful as like a dating oh, yeah, coach. Boner killer. This is interesting. And so he know. takes it and I'm assuming it it's like kills his sex drive and he's like he and then he just got married. His his wife's beautiful. He's mm. a he's a good-looking dude. I always tell I always uh, on, on on past podcasts I've I've said which of my friends I would watch having sex. You know do what they, I mean? Do, and do they know? I told you them, tell them. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I would tell Marina and Jonathan. Yeah, I would one hundred percent. Yeah. All, almost all my friends, they're yeah. There's, but then there's some that I'm like, no, my buddy. You know, I'd yeah, rather like, not. <laughs> like my buddy Darren. I always like my buddy Darren and his girlfriend Claire. Like she's beautiful, but I would watch them having sex just to like heckle him because he's like right. my best friend. Just yeah, to be like, yeah, what yeah. are you doing? Like just, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to commentate on it. I would love for that, that to be a thing. So that's where funny. that's how boring it, it becomes in a long-term relationship where like my, well, my girlfriend and i are just like which which of our friends would we fuck what, or watch or, she's like um, that's not the question <laughs> it's like we're just gonna like we're just from one of those like one-way mirrors like we're that fbi and so... we're just like watching an interrogation if it was a one-way mirror that would that's a different question we'll if put it's, it this who way would you watch like and they're in the kitchen and you're in the chair or who would you watch through a well, let's, let's let's put it this way: you're um you're uh you 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 have neighbors that you're good friends with, right? You've known them for a bit. You know you know that they're they're you you think they're attractive, man, women, whatever. And uh, you're walking by, and you're walking your dog, and you see that the window's open. Do you look? Oh, I stop. Yeah, I don't find these things like that big of a deal, though. I don't think sex is like that. Like I would I would watch. Yeah. If my friend was like, uh, he's not very good. Can you come and watch? He said you could watch. Please come and watch. I would be like, no, I can't. And I'd be like, but can I? Like, yeah. I'd maybe watch. Yeah. Who, I mean, that's the thing. So, so for me growing up Catholic, when like no one talks about this stuff, I'm almost more interested now as an adult yeah. to be like, I, so like when Jonathan's like, he, he was having a, you know, boner, I'm guessing he had boner problems. So he started, he, he like, wasn't even just into his beautiful new wife. And so he wow. started taking testosterone, which is actually, I think. Did he know right away? Maybe it's from the hair pills though. I think so. I think, I think it was probably that along with like, he's kind of anxious. And I think, mm. I don't think he was on an anti-anxiety. I don't know. But like I said, all these things, they just, they, you're just tweaking. Some work, some doesn't. And um, so he took testosterone and I'm, and I'm having this conversation with him 
at like a friend's party and it's just so funny because like they're i'm just like talking to him about how how strong his boner is now and i think it's like a conversation that like men as a like we need to have this with our buddies yeah in case some i just i just couldn't imagine if like you had one friend who's like not getting erections his girlfriend's upset whatever all these like weird and it's like bro there's a thing now for that and it doesn't mean you just like have to take viagra and be like hard all day it's just i don't know so like but would you rather would you get to not stop taking the pill though if you knew that that it was doing that to you if i was going bald yeah um oh boy would you take another pill hair is so important and i feel i mean luckily i don't think i'm going bald yeah i've got this is this is good right this is that's the one thing i got i got hair you got hair so your friend is down but he was just like let me just find another pill for this um i guess so i don't know if he got off of the um the hair loss pills yeah. but sometimes it, it might not even have, that might not have been the total cause yeah. there's just different things and he's yeah, getting he's like late he's turning 40 soon okay so that's okay. when like i think that's well, fine mid- just rock the bald i think here's the thing i think bald is hot too but if you're just you got to rock it though you can't yeah. go halfway i'm not you yeah that's called the sack halfway you just gotta take it all <laughs> off. you can't do the rim the pacific, no, rim. The pacific no. rim no yeah at some point you just have to decide it's gone yeah, yeah i see a lot of the the comb overs and you're like who are we fooling come on no you just gotta rock it yeah is it a deal breaker so like if you if you met a like a ball, ball guy no listen i have dated a bald guy and it was great but i went out with this other guy who wore a hat all the time oh and then when the moment came for him to take his hat off, he took his hat off and I was just a little surprised. And I was like, why didn't you just, I feel like I was That's tricked worse. at that point. That's worse. You know what I mean? Cause Have the I confidence. don't mind the bald guy, but if you're going to, I feel like he was like, how to, I don't know. He's just hiding something. Yeah. No, absolutely. Just take I, the hat off. I've been out at bars with hats on and I've had women take my hat off to see if I have hair or not. Cause I, I just, and I'm like, you That's know what? Sad, it must but, be a hard thing. I can't imagine especially like going back to this high school boyfriend was like the coolest guy in school and stuff to graduating and just like losing all your hair and just yeah. being so insecure. It's a, it must be so fucking hard to go through, but you got to just own it because yeah. like most, would you go 90, bald for a role? Yeah, for sure. I want to yeah. shave my head. That would be badass. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. You could pull that off for sure. I, I'm looking for an excuse. Do that GI Jane shit. Yeah. Someone is write Haley a role in a movie. Yeah. Or get some. I want to. I want to shave my head in the movie like um, Natalie Portman in V for Vendetta. Like I oh, just okay. be like. <laughs> I was gonna then, say Jonah Hill in that cancer movie. He did the same yeah, thing, you know? but or no, no, no. It wasn't Jonah Hill. No, it, it was, was um, uh, but he was in it. Joseph right? Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. Right. Yeah. You get one take. Yeah. To do that shit. Yeah. I'd mess the take up though, and they'd be like, oh, someone get some glue. We got to put yeah. the hair back on. <laughs> no. She fucked it up again. We used to do that. That was how we hazed uh, on the football team in high school. We would we would um, trim each other's hair, but it would never be like a, f- a normal buzz cut. Yeah. You would literally just like, we had like just the Asian guy, bang. you would leave the bangs and like the oh, sideburns, and you'd leave it for like a week and then you'd clean it up. But that was, I mean, look, hey, it was, it was not, not physical not hazing. Yeah, it's, that's fine. It's, uh, it's camaraderie. It's fine compared to the things I've heard about. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! None of that the elephant walk shit. The cra- oh, the cracker. Yeah. That w- the yeah. Cracker. That yeah. That's the holy oh, boy. Yeah, that's not. I was in a fraternity. None of that shit happened. It doesn't. None of that. But some I, some you know people what, do. When I was at home and I'd hear about that stuff in school, I was like, oh, those American fraternities. That yeah. doesn't happen in Canada. No, they're out there. They're just, I think, farther south. Mm. I mean, the the south doesn't give a fuck. They, like they get away with crazy shit we couldn't even have i mean they were they were on us like you know yeah like i said this new england puritan shit i mean you really couldn't you know everything that's w- good that's good 
I mean, to, an, to a point. People but, get traumatized for life. But we were like afraid. <laughs> we were like afraid. God forbid you didn't have sex with a condom. You literally thought you were going to die the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then you move to New York. No one cares. You're like, no. Nope, That's three hour drive away. exist in New York. <laughs> they literally in New York, they, no one gives a fuck. They put the condom dispenser in every bar. Yeah. That no one's ever used one. Like they just don't it's give a fuck. It's so crazy. I always tell people, guys don't believe me. Because guys were always like, oh, like, girls are crazy. Like, I'm going to try to get a girl pregnant. I'm like, but listen, if any girl is ever like, I don't want to use a condom, a guy, right? No guy is ever like, no, we got to use one. Guys are always like, all right. Well, you know what happens? If the guy questions it, the girl gets irate. Irate. It's, what do you think this is? What do you think? I'm telling you, it doesn't go both ways. This is one of those cases where, like, as a guy, you just have to understand you're, you're on the losing side of this. I'm yeah. telling you, I've, 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 I've got evidence. <laughs> but, but a guy will always choose to not. Right. But well, if a girl's like, nah, let's not. And then he's like, yeah, let's not. She's like, actually, let's. Then, yeah, he'll be like, yeah, let's. Yeah. I mean, even like halfway through, if a girl, I mean, you kind of have to, that's part of the consent. Yeah. You just have to you go. Just yeah, you gotta have to be her bitch the whole time. You have to, yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously, and if, if that's it's it's hard. It's like I said, we're living in New York. I mean, I just you know you you'd kind of suss out the situation, mm-hmm. how you met somebody, what the uh, the vibe is. But like even then, I mean, no one's. I mean, the closest thing to like a pre sex talk I ever I know, experienced weird, was someone being like, "Are you good?" Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> No one's ever like that's why that's why it's crazy to me when it's when everyone's like there's apps coming out for consent. It's like no consent's important. But there's, what's, there's apps. Oh yeah, like where you you like you know you put your thumbprint in and like everyone takes a Whoa. selfie together. It's like how what a boner killer. Like don't people Whoa. know what consent? I mean, you just you know what I tweeted something one time and it just got so blown up. I was like, when you kiss someone, when you're about to kiss someone, do you? do you usually just go in and kiss them or do you wait for them to kiss you or what? And people were like, consent. I was like, that's not what I'm saying. I, that's a, see, no, you can't have this that's conversation. That's not what I'm saying. You can't I'm, have obviously, I'm not just going to go up to someone on the street and like, you you get, you know the vibe. I'm not saying I'm going to just go up and kiss someone. Obviously, like, I know people are not going to like the consent vibe. Like, people are going to be so mad about that. But I'm talking about you've been going out with someone and you want to kiss them. They clearly want to kiss you. Uh, my question was, do you go in or do you let them come in or what? You know what right. I mean? And, and, and okay, so uh, the first part of that, the consent talk, they don't, people don't want to have the talk. They just say, no, everything's got to be 100%. And it's like, yeah, but no one in their right mind is asking, no guy is asking a girl, can I kiss you now? Mm-hmm. You, so oh, I think it's cute when they do that. Oh my gosh. Do so, uh, Google I like it. it. I'm just telling you. Well, you're, but you're 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 thinking of like the knight in shining armor, mm-hmm. like no brainer. But there's plenty of times when I I've it's backfired, and mm-hmm. it doesn't mean they don't want you to kiss them. But women there's want like, a guy who's assertive. That's but true. the guy has to know. Like I said, he's got to know there's that a lot that's of things there. You got to know now. Yeah, I mean always. But you know what is great is I think that um, not all women. It's so hard, hard to word things. Not all women, <laughs> but I think uh, maybe even including myself in the past have been more shy to say that you don't like something or like you don't want something physically or, but it, because it's such a topic right now, um, it's easier to tell someone to fuck off or what, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but they're every, not every girl, but 
all of my friends like that I've had this conversation with have been in a situation where you don't really want to do something, but you feel like you're obligated to do it because yeah. you hung out with this guy for fucking all night or yeah, whatever. He you know paid what I mean? for dinner and you're like, what yeah. the fuck? But, yeah. I, but because we talk about it more, I think that it's more... Um, Maybe guys are like, it's not such a surprise for me to be like, um, actually you're not coming over. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think that's, that's so fair. That's so fair of you to like, to, to bring up the fact that you feel like there is an obligation and there isn't, right? There isn't. There isn't. But it's easier to say that. Well, because when it's like, look, when, 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 if you're doing sales door to door and you put the product in somebody's hands, Mm -hmm. you have a higher chance of selling it. The longer you stay with them, that you have a higher chance of selling it. The longer you stay on a date, you have a higher chance of getting lead. It's all like, that's all there. So because I just like making out most, I just want to make out (laughs) like, and I'm just this PSA right now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But I'm just like, like, uh, like I'll be making up someone that'll be like, so you want to come over? I'm like, I don't. I really don't. Yeah. I just, I just. But what? Make so at what point? I just pretend I didn't hear them. I mean, do you? So <laughs> and and then and then there's the shaming involved. Like, oh, it's a fucking cocktails, kid. That's but you know Boston. what? I actually people. You, I remember in high school, I wasn't when everybody started to hug. I was like, I'm not ready for this hugging shit. And then everybody called <laughs> me a breeze for like years and years, and I was just like. That's kind of sick. You got that Puritan energy. Really I'm not ready for this hugging shit. And first I was like, freeze. That's kind of cool. Like everyone's like, he leaves a freeze. And I was like, cool. Wait, wait. What? I don't know that freeze, term. Freeze, like you just don't do anything. You like, don't do uh, anything. Freeze would be... Sexually. So but that's a real term? In high school it was. And I, at first I was like, oh my God, cool. And then everybody was making it sound like a negative thing. And then I was like, no, this is not negative. This is sick. How about this? Haley the Freeze. It's a movie where you shave your head and don't hug people. And yeah, and everybody wants me, but I don't give anything to anyone. Boom. Yeah. There freeze. you go. And freeze. when you, but then, then we find out it's because if you touch them, they, they would freeze. Fro- they would freeze. I like that. Yeah. So that's your magic power is you, you make things frozen as you touch Perfect. them. Yeah. And then you have to, I don't know why you have to have your head shaved, but we're going to make that happen we'll for you. We'll figure it out. So no, I guess that would be like, we had like this term straight edge, but that was more for drugs. But I guess okay. freeze was, no. So what, I didn't, I didn't know hugging was like a thing people graduated uh, like, to. You didn't just always you hug? You guys have middle school. We don't have, well, some schools have middle school, but yeah. we just had kindergarten to grade seventh grade and then um, eight to 12. So yeah, eight is I went young to be like mingling with the twelves because yeah. we had dances and like I was twelve and like eighteen year olds were like grinding up on twelve year old. That's why we stopped having dances because <laughs> it was like some jail shit after that. But um, yeah, so yeah. that's one of those things you just don't realize till hindsight. You go, oh shit, that yeah, was kind of weird. I was like, why is everyone making a big deal? And then I was like, oh my god, these kids can vote and we can't even like get a yeah. license. One, yeah, they can literally be in an army and they're grinding yeah. with potential twelve year olds. And sometimes people, you know, are get, hitting puberty early and it's a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Most so no. <laughs> Most of them, no. So people were hugging before you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember grade eight, it's po- just pulled up to high school. Everyone was hugging and I was like, oh my God. Are you... Uh, I, I still don't like hugging. Are you introverted? What? What is it? Are I'm you like, a germaphobe? No. I'm I not just shaming don't you like, for your lack of hugging. I just like don't like... Um, even now it's the same. I'm still feel the same way about hugging. I don't like hugging people. I don't know. You know, I just feel like it's not genuine. If, if, if like you meet someone or, and for two seconds or when you first, very first meet someone and they hug you, I'm like, but what if I'm a piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, so I mean, how do you escalate? I just so, do it anyway. Cause that's what people do socially. People just hug. Yeah. It's, but I, I want mean, a real hug. I want a genuine hug. Like bear hug. I don't want like a, 
I want like that was my buddy, my roommate in college. He was like six foot four, just big guy, and he would hug everyone he met. But he was like, he was a good looking dude, and you could tell that like every girl every who hug. hugged him immediately had like lady boner. They immediately were like, oh boy, this is like security. This is the best hug. You know what I mean? Versus like some flaccid yeah. kind of like yeah. you know, yeah, you got to have like if a strong. You're gonna, I don't mind the hug, but. I just feel like you just have to really um, commit to the hug. So, so you're so hugs. So you, you okay, we I don't okay, like a phony hug. We're, okay, we're, no phony hugs here. We're starting it off slow, so we're finding out. This is a sex podcast, okay? And we're, no phony hugs. <laughs> and we're, we're trying going to get deep. consensual <laughs> hugging happening here. So, at what point? I mean, how does a guy? So you like to make out with guys? What are you? So is there a fear of intimacy after that? No. And then I'm not. I'm not judging you at all. I'm just trying to like figure out. Or um, I mean, have, there, have there ever been in instances no. where like you don't know a guy, but you you surprise yourself with your ability to hug quickly and like, um, move forward? Yeah. Um, and like, why I, why that I, vibe? Is I it a trust thing? I don't have a uh, like a fear of like commitment or anything. I just I like to. Oh, this sounds so like I'm an old fashioned gal, but <laughs> I like to know people because yeah. I don't like. I'm not just gonna make it with like. A, like anyone because they're just hot yeah I, I think people are hot after i learn that they are funny well that's like an intellectual then i'm sort like of yeah, turn on where hug. you're turned on by somebody's um the the intangibles yeah. their charm yes. their humor their and that is why back to the gay therapy thing i obviously there's so many other reasons why i don't think that could ever <laughs> work but like i'm like attracted to people's like personality and you know what I mean? Like whether it's you can be I mean I've been physically attracted to like a woman who is very smart and very funny and a guy who is very smart and very funny and like I've been my friend called me a chubby chaser for a little while but <laughs> the guy was fantastic and I dated him for like a little bit. And, great. and chubby chaser that's a is that a Canadian term? Chubby is chaser. Is that not used here either? Maybe. Yeah, I don't favorite. know. I like yeah. it. Yeah, you like. A, I don't have it, a fear of commitment. I just have a fear of committing to someone who I can't stand in two weeks. Well, so I mean, <laughs> have you? So, like, your your high school guy. Have you had any other relationships like your high school boyfriend that that were sort of long term? And oh, you just yeah. like uh, what what gets you into those? Then, if if you sound Stupid. so repulsed <laughs> afterwards, um, like, is your guard up now? I think I'm just smarter now. Yeah. The, the when I moved, my second um kind of long relationship was when i moved out and i just didn't know anyone i moved downtown and i didn't really know anyone and i met like four or five people and dated one who was awful and i was just so like, this is oh. after you graduated high school yeah you're 18 you moved to downtown vancouver yes by yourself yeah and and, and i met you? this guy who i thought was cool and my friend was like i think he has a girlfriend and as soon as someone says that, clearly now I'm like, and eh, that's a sign. But I was like, do you think so? I don't know. A sign that you're dumb. into them? A sign that it's, no, you need to get out now. Well, but were you still attracted? I don't, I don't know. You ever dated a guy that wasn't? That feels like a different lifetime. <laughs> have you ever dated a guy that wasn't like available? Like he had a girlfriend and I Either dated a girlfriend or no. just emotionally not available? Um, I've definitely l been really like liked someone who just emotionally unavailable wasn't yeah. dating someone but he just wanted to be a you know just wanted to but do you know around. this 
like uh, like uh, two weeks ago, we had um Charlene uh, Dick Guzman on, who was um she just wrote and started a movie about it's called Unlovable. It's um about sex and love addiction, and she she just knows she can't have sex with a guy because she like right away. So she d- developed a plan mm. like through her 12 step program in the movie or in real life in, in both okay. in, in real life. She, she had to develop a plan to really uh, take it one step at a time. So like their first date would be pl- like platonic daytime. And they mm-hmm. did like, she would do several daytime dates with these guys. And mm. she was like so quickly realizing which guys she didn't like yes. because it because was you like, you need a friendship. Gen- like truly you need a, a friendship first to find out yeah. if someone's nuts or how they, that's the problem I think with my, last relationship was I don't think I met him at a club or something. Right. And we just made out. Oh God. And then, you know what I mean? And then I was like, straight to make out 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 again. Let's hang out again. (laughs) Yeah. And, but I didn't know, I don't know. I didn't know like who he was. How long did it last? Too long. Like a year and a half. Wow. He's awful. Yeah. Clubs. I never understood how men met women at clubs. That's the place where you, it's, you make out and you go. I never once. I mean, you I guess if you have like a bottle service and you look kind of cool, but like as a, I I mean, how did you meet him at the club itself? Like, did he Um, approach you or? It was like a university type bar and everyone that went to this university, like used to go there. And so there was just a bunch of university guys there and me and my friends are there. Now, now, so with with uh, your followings grown, you're mm-hmm. you're um, you're on a hit show, movies. Are you even? Are you? I mean, what level of dudes are sliding into your DMs? I mean, do you even not like? That, not that many, gentlemen. I mean, get out there. <laughs> a couple, like a, I feel like maybe just a few, but um, do, does most a guy of my have following a, is like under sixteen? I was gonna say, so yeah, they must be young. If they are, I'm not opening them hundred percent. I mean, is there a path where a guy? Because a lot of a lot of men always want cheat codes. Like mm-hmm. video games, want cheat codes. They want they want to know how they can crack the system. Can a guy introduce himself to you online and even have a chance at meeting you? Like, could yeah. you see a world yes. where that could happen? Yeah, for sure. Bullshit. Yeah. No, I think so for sure. But what would have to happen? Like, it w- but you can't be like, hey, I think you're so beautiful. I hate that. Yeah. You like Trojan you horse it, like, like a few photos. Yeah, no, but I can't. You know what sucks about, I don't really care about Instagram anyway, but b- when you have a lot of big following, you can't see any of that. I totally I don't know I what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like if one, if you liked all my pictures, I would not even be able to know. Yeah. I unless have. I followed, <laughs> unless I followed the person, yeah. I wouldn't be able to see that they. And even the messages sometimes the message I can't because there's get so many. Of, so sometimes yeah. I can't. But if somebody was cool and was trying to talk to me about something, I would respond. I I do respond to some people that I that I see. Yeah, I go in the ones that I have to like that I don't know sometimes. Well, I got to steer this back um, to the movie, the right. new romantic. Oh, yes. So you play the best friend of a a uh, college your college students mm-hmm. and she sort of and i don't want to give anything away but uh sort of dabbles into um uh gifts for relationships right. kind of yes it's like uh, almost like a gray area like where like it's not prostitution but it's mm-hmm. like sugar daddy-ish yeah it's a hard it's always hard because people say it's a gray area and it's close but in my i in my mind i know that they're not the same thing at all but sure. when people try and ask me to tell them why, I just like I just stumble. But it's it's not the same. Well, thing. Uh, well, you know, you can always break down a relationship and be like, "Well, you so and so paid for dinner." There's an expectation, mm-hmm. and that's when that's when it gets to that weird place where it's like, 
if you let a guy buy it, you're supposed to let like if if one party asks the other party out, you should let them pay if they offer. Mm. It's like they they ask you out. But if dinner was 150 bucks, you don't owe them yeah. 150 dollars worth of sex coupon. You know what I mean? Yes. That it shouldn't work that way. But with yes. with like the sugar I daddy, think it's well, the sugar daddy stuff is predetermined. Like they they've talked about it, right? So. Is that something where you think society's going to where because that that sugar daddy website I think it was started like at oh, NYU yeah. I mean that's like a legit it's business. been going on for a long time and like, with the, a long, really long time and with I mean it used to probably just be something where you'd have to like like lay out the arrangements yeah. when you meet someone in person but now it's like look you got these dudes in New York or or whatever gender you know whatever but they're making a ton of money and they want someone who's like gonna either be there like an escort like go to dinner with them and mm-hmm. like it doesn't always go it's not like here's a four thousand dollars for sex mm-hmm. but it's kind of like well if the girl if the female finds the guy attractive or vice versa whatever the arrangement is it's like well why not like if they want to help me fund yeah. this but i, I don't think know. also for like a student in the situation that the movie's in well, not Blake's character, but there are girls in college that do that. Maybe they don't have time for a relationship either. Right. So maybe this is beneficial for them too because they're getting tuition paid for and they're getting gifts and stuff, but they don't have time to be emotionally committed to a guy either. Now, with your busy workload and filming and jet setting around Vancouver, could you see, could you like see this passing your moral sort of, uh, barrier like as something that personally could do if you just like I, met a dude who's I like i couldn't because i don't like to share and i need <laughs> to know but you don't really know really when you're dating someone but i just like i can't even ask that it's like i would be stepping over a line being like are you sleeping with anyone else you know what i mean could you be a sugar mama to a dude guys guys Maybe, in college and, like, and you're doing your thing 30 years if, <laughs> I, I don't know we'll see what happens no um that's my goal with my girlfriend is that someday i can afford to just like be her sugar daddy but as of right now it's pretty much the other way around <laughs> <laughs> like mama here we and are. instead of just like me you know doing favors for her like yeah. running to the pharmacy it's yeah. not sexy at all yeah I'm like no. yeah babe i got your prescription yeah, so, yeah you know in the real life that's another that's that's the difference is the real life is the not as sexy yeah 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 it's always like yeah. i get her like you know i had to go pick up her vaginal cream that's what i'm yeah. making that part up but it's like you know what you know yeah she, hey, that's how you stick together. You're basically just uh, roommates that are mm-hmm. on a personal level yeah. that can like run errands for each other. I we started dating pretty much because I was watching her dog. Wow, that's kind of it. Like I passed really? the dog test. How long have you guys been together? Five years. Oh wow. We were sort of. Uh, what? She was like, this guy's a caper. The she, dog likes no. him? Yeah. She talk about reading the signs wrong. I tried to kiss her and she like backed away because we were friends. She like did the double chin back away. And um, I was like, are you, I was like, what? And like, we were on my roof watching the sunset. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, if this wasn't the right sign. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not blaming her, but it's like, in what world did you think a friend wanted to watch the sunset with you on the roof? Yeah. It was just so clear today in my head. So what, when did you guys get together after that? Well, I I kind of, you know, there's a few times when I had to like communicate and ask her out. And I was like, I think we should like date. I think we should go on a date. And she was like, wouldn't that make it weird? Like, that's literally what she said. Uh, wouldn't it make it weird? But you like, know what? The third, the first three people I dated all didn't like me first. Yeah. I was like, I really like you. And they were like, yeah, I don't like you. People got to get out of their own way sometimes. And I'm not saying she didn't like me. I think she was just like, oh, geez. You know, because mm-hmm. I mean, every dude that she was friends with was probably trying to hook up with her. Mm-hmm. That just, ha- I feel like sometimes that yeah. just happens where like dudes are kind of slimy. And I didn't have a, a clear agenda with her where I was like, I'm going to be pursuing you. I was kind of like, 
like I just moved here and I had yeah. already known her from New York and I was like, oh, well, we started spending some time together and I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm being put in the friend zone, but mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a way where like she did anything wrong. I was yeah. just kind of like, well, we're not doing, we're not, we're not taking it to the next level. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had to be honest with her and was like, you know, I'd be really, it, I was like, and this is, this is, I was like, I was like willing to just be friends with her, but I was thinking if she started dating another guy, You'd then that would really crush me. Yeah. And that's how I knew I liked her. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, I could have gone slower for my own self, but I was also like, I'm not going to let some other guy swoop in when I, mm-hmm. when I'm taking all the labor, the emotional labor of a friend, you know, taking that role. So I told her, I was like, ah, this isn't going to work. Like, it's going to be really tough to, to like break up with you as yeah. friends, but I can't really do it. And then, um, and then, like almost immediately, uh, I, w- I went on a trip and came back, and she was waiting at the airport for me. And I was like, "Oh!" And oh, that was my rom com, fr- ro- super rom com. That's and so cute. I didn't invite her. She wow. was just like, "When are you getting off?" And you know, and I, as soon as I got off airplane mode, she's like, "I'm, I'm, I'm here, so just let me know." And I was like, and that was her way of saying like, "I'm going to give this a shot." And that was five years, five years ago. And for me, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Because now I got to deliver. It was yeah. it's so easy as a guy to be like in that courting phase but as soon as like okay you got a shot show me yeah. what you got it's like ah fuck. are you still down or are you like uh yeah, absolutely right now absolutely no 100 percent. we yeah. immediately i think we immediately i mean you know people everyone who listens knows from from countless hours of of analyzing and, and talking and you know that we have issues i wouldn't say it's toxic by any means but mm-hmm. we have issues like we have communication yeah. Well, issues yeah no but no we, people have to yeah it's like it'd it'd be insane to think if you didn't i mean we had issues even right away going from friends to dating because Mm -hmm. it it flipped everything on its head and it and it became we need to communicate like what we are and we we like it was you know we started dating it was a few weeks before valentine's day so like valentine's day came around it was it wasn't like a high pressure thing because we were like new but Mm -hmm. it all just like it all because we were friends it all sort of transitioned quick and honestly it yeah, we we probably moved in like six months in, which is which wow. is like way I would have never but, done yeah, that. I've done it. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Yeah. But I, if it feels right, also like, I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna you're gonna do it anyway, just do it. Yeah, because sometimes about, the opportunity, about, whatever. Yeah, sometimes the opportunity comes slightly before you know you you would normally be yeah. ready and like i had a buddy who needed a place and i was like i'm staying at tasha which is here i was like i'm mm-hmm. staying at tasha's like five nights a week take mm-hmm. my room i'll cut tasha's rent in half it'll be Total, what, that's you know the thing. at the end of the day you're cutting someone's <laughs> paying you're both paying and it's just like that just makes more sense that's what it is yeah. we got to get out of here we're already approaching an hour so look your film oh, wow. comes out november 9th and then yes. it's streaming november 13th this episode's going to come out november 11th so if you're listening to this right. the film's already out and then you can stream. do you know yeah. where it's going to be streamed online or just itunes I think you and can all get over? it on yeah amazon itunes all that stuff are you ex- is this your first like big like movie that's coming out yes i mean how, how what, what what was it like even getting finding out you're going to be uh, like I mean how, have you done what 15 episodes how many episodes have you done with Riverdale um yeah it's several I think seasons. 15 or 16 or something I mean is that like yeah. what was finding that out uh sh- I'm here, so I am surprised. At, here I am asking you about getting you know hugs and <laughs> like I got real yeah I was like- so surprised yeah <laughs> hugs no I was so surprised because I that was the first thing that I booked um tv thing that i booked i had only done like a commercial or two and i didn't think my agent was like you should just go out it's good for your confidence to learn lines and blah blah blah. and then i booked that and then i thought it was like one episode and they were like yeah so the first season is and i was like what and then you like that's how you found out by them just 
kind of yeah and then i still thought it was like i was gonna be on it for maybe two episodes so and is it still is it still going on yeah so what season will you be going into are you you're not shooting three now you're you're did you start season three or you're about to started wow and yeah. are, we, are you shooting in vancouver yeah so what are you doing here just other just, other stuff. I haven't been on it too much, so it, I'm just gonna fly back and forth. Oh, cool. and yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's amazing. And well, it's so close. So I can congrats. Just, thanks. Here's the thing. Check out the soap. Let me know what you think. I will. Yeah. And I will. Um, I will. We got to get out of here. So your Instagram's Haley. My Instagram is Halo because that's what I. That's my artist's music name, and it's got a little Canadian spelling. It's H A Y L E A U Law. It's my last name, Law, L-A-W. <laughs> I love Halo Law. I really, that, that yeah. is, I didn't know if that was your real name. That's, that's. Yeah. I just want to tell people my name's Halo because like. Yeah, the People that it. I work with in life and stuff call me Halo and then. You got to go to single name, Halo. I'm like Childish Gambino. That's what I tell people when people are like, I don't get it. And I'm like, you know how Childish Gambino, that's his music name? Yeah. Yeah. Danny Glover. Wait. Yeah. Is it Danny Glover? Is that his name? Donald Glover. Donald Glover. See, I always fuck those two I up. No, me too. Danny Glover is the old Danny guy. Glover, I'm like, no way. And then I'm like, that's not Donald Glover. <laughs> just, oh, man. Anyway, we, yeah. thanks so much for doing, being on the show. Yeah, and then for everyone you. listening, go go check out, go check if you don't, no, check out Riverdale, romantic. but also check out the new Romantic. Yeah, watch I, the new Romantic. I got, here's the thing. I got about halfway through and I felt bad. I didn't want to get to the part. I didn't want to get any farther without Tasha washing because right. I was like, oh, this is actually like a film we can watch, yeah. you know, as a couple because it's like, I mean, would you call it rom-com or just straight romantic? It's, I think it's rom-com. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's modern. It's good. Yeah. You know? Anyway, that's the episode. Thanks so much for being on, everybody. Sex Action Podcast. Yeah.